I'm Meg Dahl, your Unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hey everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. This is our very first episode of 2020, which is super exciting. And today is also really exciting because it is our very first Q&A with Scott and I. (laughs) Remember back in 2019, like way long time ago, just kidding. But Scott and I had attempted a Q&A podcast before and it didn't get published. So this one, we're coming back and it's really great. We had tons of fun answering your questions and Scott even said he would be back if you sent us more questions. So that would be so much fun. I would love to record another podcast with him. But yeah, we had so much fun doing this and thank you to everyone who sent us questions. We used the old questions that we had been sent previously, but we also got some new questions. So we worked those in as well. And like I said, we just had so much fun doing this and And I think it's a really fun way to jump back into podcasting. It felt so weird setting up my podcast equipment today. I missed being here with you guys. So thank you so much for supporting me and taking those two weeks off. It was so lovely. I hope you all had a great holiday season. If you celebrate Christmas or whatever you choose to celebrate with your family, if nothing at all, I hope you all had an enjoyable two weeks without me and were able to welcome in 2020 in whatever way felt good for you. I know this year and basically all the years, our New Year's Eve is pretty tame. So this year, I feel like we just stayed at home, sat on the couch and watched hockey all night, probably threw on a movie later on. And I didn't even stay up until midnight because I was like, why am I even staying up? Like what happens? Nothing. So I went to bed at 11. I know one hour, big whoop. But yeah, I hope you all had a great two weeks away from me. I miss you all. I miss chatting with you. I missed sharing stories with you. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. And if you're listening, you all know I love seeing what episode you're listening to. So either take a screenshot of what you're listening to or wherever you are. Maybe you're on a walk. I know a lot of you are in different climates than where I am right now. So you would never go walking outside where I live right now, but take a picture of your surroundings as you're listening to this podcast episode, post it to Instagram, tag me at I am Meg Dahl and I would love to see who's listening and chat with you on Instagram. I always love chatting with you ladies. And thank you again so much for listening to the show. And here's to another great year over on Unbreakable You. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. We'll figure it out. Okay, so basically I have a bunch of questions for you. Some of them are kind of like get to know you (laughs) and then others are more so get to know us, that sort of thing. So I have things categorized, of course. I love your podcast voice, by the way. Do I have to talk in a podcast voice or can I just talk in a regular voice? I have a podcast voice. Yeah, you're like you're on the radio. Oh, okay. And it's good? (laughs) Yeah, it is very good. Oh, well, that's good. Quite sultry. Oh, I like that word. 
So you got some questions. Yeah, I have some questions. So why don't we get started with the ones that will get our listeners to get to know you a little bit better since this is your first time on the show. (laughs) Are these from the original questions? Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. I've read through these. So you're ready then. There's lots of them. So we'll just rattle them off quick instead of going in. Yeah, that's cool. But, you know, if there's a question that really hits you in the heartstrings, you can run with it. Okay. Okay. Sweet. So do you actually have a favorite dish that I make for you? I don't think so. I don't cook for you all that much. I can't. I couldn't pick one thing either. Why? Because you you can't think of. No, you've made lots of good things over the years. Oh, so what was something that was semi-memorable? Well, the um, chicken parm you made was memorable because that was so like one of the first. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to let everyone know that that was like five years ago. Okay. And I like that time we made pizzas, even though my pizza was like the, was like a pure gluten crust. Yeah. At your parents' house. That was fun. Yeah, that's fun. Um, I've really been wanting pizza lately. Um, there's so many new gluten-free crusts out, so we should definitely have a pizza night one of these nights. I've been craving that. Okay. So while we're on the topic of food, some of your favorite foods our listeners want to know this. <laughs> well, I like all things pizza. Anything, all things pizza. Anything with pizza related. Pizza bites, pizza pops, pizza pockets, <laughs> pizzas, uh, steak, ribs, anything barbecue. And you just crushed a bowl of cereal. Yeah, cereal is easy to make. Easy to make. No, I don't know if I have like a. I used to like super like Ukrainian stuff, and then I just ate too much of it. So now I kind of don't eat it, don't really enjoy it as much now. Um, so for people listening that have no idea what Ukrainian yeah. food is, like pierogies, cabbage rolls, I don't know borscht. Borscht. I like uh, I like a good like chili and stew. Not crazy about stir fries, but like pepper steak. Yeah. Um, You and I actually share a love for a similar chili. We like our chili with no beans. That's one thing that we have in common. (laughs) I don't mind like kidney beans, but I don't really. The one thing that I do not like in chili is chickpeas because they're always so much harder than everything else. I feel like that's a really weird legume to have in chili yeah and this is like my sample size isn't very much because i haven't had like restaurant chilies right just had like mom making chilies right (laughs) okay let's move on so is there something that i have made in the past like a food that you would absolutely refuse to eat no there isn't i would eat anything you're very adventurous yeah, I mean, I'll eat it like once at least. Yeah. The only the only things I don't enjoy is like ginger and lemongrass, and maybe like <laughs> cilantro. I'm on the fence about because like it's in small amounts, it's fine, but it'd be pretty overpowering. Okay. But just those like <laughs> funky, just just the funky things. Okay. Like well, Brussels sprouts. I don't, I don't know if like I'm gonna love in Brussels sprouts, but I don't hate them either. Okay, well, for five years, you have been claiming to hate ginger and lemongrass. And can I just let you know that the essential oil blend that you always request that I diffuse, which is called Purify, is made with lemongrass? Well, I believe you. But you like that. I don't super like it. (laughs) Lemongrass is probably, I like the citrus part of it. It does have a clean smell. Yeah. Yeah. It clears the air from my stinky Brussels sprouts. Okay. So has your eating changed throughout the years since you and I have been together? I would say so. 
Really? Um, yeah, I mean, it like changed for a little bit. And I think over time, it's sort of changed back. But like, when I was just living by myself, I was eating consistently bad. And now I just eat like, mostly bad and not all the time, I guess. Yeah, like we've been like crushing we steaks like, some some yeah, nights recently. Do like family meals and stuff, but then I, at the same time, I'll do like frozen pizzas and stuff whenever. Yeah. So I'm not like, yeah, I'm not like completely saved, but. Okay, I feel that. like that's a really accurate answer. Um, so now your opinion on like social media, if anyone hopped on Facebook, they'd see that you probably haven't been on Facebook since like 2015. Um, but I'm on social media like all the time. And does that bug you? No, like when I was like little growing up, I kind of looked at social media like sort of a, like sort of a bad thing. Like it sort of displays the like vanity in people, I guess. And then as I got older, I realized there's a lot of benefits in the community aspect of it like uh like reddit for example there's like tons of toxicity but at the same time there's lots of good things that can come with kind of like the hive mind mentality um instagram i mean i think i kind of look at it more as like entertainment and marketing than uh like something that's out there to be good um Facebook, I don't see a ton of benefit in Facebook. I guess like there is, it does sort of connect people, I suppose, but I think it's sort of morphed into like a tool for, for SEO people and like to market products and sell ads. Um, but or no, just for like, people to complain. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, like yeah, Karen's out there to complain about stuff. But I think like I don't... Uh, think negatively of it like I don't think that social media is a bad thing or like it's ruining people I just think it's like another another avenue for expressing creativity I suppose for, for some people but no I I definitely think I'm a I'm a believer in the benefits of using social media I suppose but what do you think about like me it. being on social media I think it's really good I think from what I've seen, um, like you've got like a really positive community. There isn't like, there isn't people in there trolling and maybe that will happen like as you get bigger. But overall, I think everyone in your community is kind of like vested interest. They all agree on the same things and have the same kind of feelings towards things. So I think it's a good thing. You, it's probably helped bring a lot of your people together yeah for sure and like just like a side note about the trolls I definitely went through a huge period in my life where I was like trolled all the time and now I like it was constant every single time I went to make an Instagram post like this was back in 2013 or so every single time I went to make an Instagram post I had that kind of fear in the back of my mind that I was going to be attacked for saying this or saying that or every blog post I made. It was, I feel like trolling is obviously still very much a thing. But for me and my career, it was definitely years ago. So I'm very thankful that I don't deal with that nearly as much anymore. Um, and what... Now that we're on like opinions and things, so we have yeah. your opinion yeah. on social very media. Much, very much my opinion. I was also gonna say, like, I think the uh, like the Internet of Things sort of everyone kind of tries to police everything themselves. So if you have like uh, if you're sort of posting about a topic that is maybe like controversial or um, I, I don't know what the word would be like say you're posting about like eating disorder stuff over and over and over again you're gonna get people on like one side or the other side of the discussion and i don't know like people can hide behind them like their accounts with like really negative comments and stuff so people don't feel like 
afraid of, of posting offensive things. But if your topics are, um, I guess, like not so divisive, like if you're just talking about um, like something really positive and it doesn't really have any negativity around mm-hmm. it, then you're going to see a lot less trolls that way. And I think that's kind of like what your, how your career has progressed as well. Like you were talking about different things back then and that's when you can see people pipe up and say like a lot of dumb things. But as your message has been more clear now and like you're not um, just talking about like one thing, I guess. Like mm-hmm. I, I think you sort of talk about a lot more topics now instead of like sort of coming off like I'm the expert in this one thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then that's when you'd see people. But I know like last, I'd say like the last like five or six websites I've made, I've just disabled comments like instantly. And I noticed like last night I was working on yours and you still have the ability for people to comment, which seems like, I mean, it's a good thing, but you see less and less of that these days because majority of people just troll so well yeah and the blogging days are kind of over right and that's why I always had comments on so okay so I would love to hear and this was also another question that we got from our listeners um what do you think about essential oils um honestly like when you started getting into it and when I start started learning about essential oils I, I probably like thought the same as what most people would that it's it's just a you know like it it's like something you diffuse in your house to make your house smell better and I guess you can use some of them for cooking or whatever but I use your oils all the time and they work incredibly so there's no doubting that oils actually do work for you know for like medical purposes and stuff and like on like way cheaper than buying like cilantro and throwing out rotten cilantro all the time you know like the it's just like a way smarter way to go about using those kind of things but yeah i think it's like my opinion on the whole thing is um if if people just learn more about the oils themselves that they would be like oh yeah maybe like that does make sense to use in time that'll happen but Mm -hmm. that's kind of where it's at right now but I think just in time like there's no way those the companies that are like cutting their oils there's no way they can survive forever until once the truth comes out and everyone kind of is in the same the same game with thinking what oils actually are right but you do use our oils I do (laughs) yeah always awesome yeah like Peppermint's super good for headaches. Um, I like to breathe. Like, it's kind of like like Vicks used to be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just opens up your airways. I like all the citrus ones. I like drinking them. Soda stream. We just got a soda stream for Christmas and have been adding our oils to our fuzzy waters. It's been great. Okay, so let's move on to another question, (laughs) and I'm excited to hear this answer. What do you think the best part of being with me is? The best part? Best part. It's a hard question to answer. There's lots of best parts. Okay, if you had to pick one. (laughs) I would say that the best part is that you're just so easy to be around. Wow. Like we, you're not like argumentative and we don't, you know, there's, we don't just like sort of make fights out of nothing and right. stuff like that. So like, there's, I just, like it's just really hard dealing with drama all the time. So For sure. I really appreciate the fact that we don't have to just like create drama out of nothing just to kind of like get into that mindset that maybe we should be fighting about something right for sure and I just have to say that I'm super happy that that's one of your or like the first favorite part the first thing that came to mind for you I know um I just want to give everyone a little glimpse into things here because we did have a question about Enneagram stuff and I know I have been like hitting you so hard with Enneagram stuff lately Scott 
And um, so one of the questions was about me being a four and you being a five and kind of maybe some comments that we have about our interactions. If you wanted to talk anything about Enneagram, so we can. I don't, but, I don't think I know enough about it, but I do like the more that I, the more that you send me stuff and I learn about it. Like when we started, I was kind of like, oh, it's just like a fortune cookie. Like everything's sort of generalized in a point that you can kind of like see how someone could fit into this and this, but the, like the types are actually pretty detailed so I kind of like I, I sort of the same thing with the oils as I know more about it and I'm like well this does make a lot of sense you know what I mean yeah and like I'm, I'm taking psychology classes you kind of realize that like these are like personality types that are some sort of jog better with others and for sure it makes sense you know it makes sense that like lots of this stuff it's kind of coming out now because it wasn't like super long ago when psychological breakthroughs were happening. So, you know, mm-hmm. it takes a little bit of time after that to kind of realize, okay, like let's figure out kind of how people are. And if you have this characteristic then generally you're gonna have this one and this one might get along with these type and whatever. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it is very interesting. Yeah, it is. And I just kind of wanted to make, bring up that question about, us interacting with each other and how that relates to our Enneagram types just because of what you said being with me is like pretty easy we don't fight we don't we're not creating drama and me being a four fours are known to be a little bit more moody than all of the other types and you being a five you're very very kind of just I just am making like this gesture with my hand right now you're just kind of like always chill and calm and like you don't have really like highs and you don't get really low I feel like your emotions and your mood are always really stable and kind of like every day I know what I'm waking up to you know what I mean yes I do that's how I feel with you anyways. Yeah, like I, I think I used to be like really moody back in the emo days. Like, in, But that's more of like, that's just more of like you're going through like high school and university and like it's a pretty stressful time. So I think because of that, there's, you know, there's like a whole ton of new experiences and you're kind of trying to figure out who you are and all that. So I think that's kind of in that time, it makes sense for anybody to be a lot more emotional than mm-hmm. that kind of when you get into your 30s and you're just like things are stabilizing or whatever but no it certainly makes sense like if I could offend you then you get into a mood and then I don't really do anything about it I just kind of like wait for you to get over it and then I don't like make a point to bring it up right <laughs> so that's a five thing FYI <laughs> just, I'll just wait for it to, wait for it to pass <laughs> And then I'll just carry on. So for everyone listening, that is definitely a five thing. Fours and fives are withdrawing types. So we have a tendency to go like really silent. (laughs) Um, So I would say that's probably like maybe something that we would be like something that we could work on. One of the things that we could work on the most is not withdrawing so much just because I am a four and you are a five. We're both withdrawing types. And that's how the Enneagram has really helped me understand our relationship better is just really seeing like, oh, I can be in my office for hours and kind of like ignore you the whole day. And then I come out of my office and I'm more of the type that I'm like, okay, now I'm ready for attention. Give me attention. (laughs) And you're still not in that zone. You're like, no, I'm still over here doing my thing. You know what I mean? And so I think for you and I both being withdrawing types, 
it's like we have to put in a little bit more of an an effort for like just being present with each other and kind of like maybe carving out some time just to be there with each other, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, the other thing is like our schedules too. Like, I don't know if everyone knows, but for a lot of the time we're on like completely different time schedules. Uh-huh. Like I stay up on, I stay up all night and then you're kind of work all early morning. So like the time I get, you know, like really into the zone with something, you're sort of like either taking your lunch break or your supper break or whatever. And I don't know, I'm, I'm not like a 12 o'clock, I have to eat five o'clock, I have to eat. So that's, that's probably more like it. But I do agree that if we had like a, say, you know, five, six o'clock, we both take a break and make dinner together. That's very beneficial. Yeah. And I feel like we've been really good at that. I know this year has only been like a week long so far, but I feel like we've been really good at that this year. So yay us. Um, now we have, a f- we're moving into the relationship stuff. Okay. So um, we have some questions about how long we've been together and how we met. Now I feel like the whole how we met story can get really long Um, But we've been together since June of 2015. Um, Now, Scott and I, we grew up in the same city. Once I got to high school, Scott had already graduated. You're like four and a half years older than me, so I missed him in high school. And I think that was probably for the best. (laughs) Not good high school memories. So I'm really happy that we met afterwards. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I think it would have been fun to go to school for, like, one year. Obviously, like, the whole grade 12 start dating a grade 9 thing probably would have been, been a shock to everyone. But um, I don't know. I remember grade 11 and grade 12 being really fun. So yeah, the school was, it was interesting. Like, it was a brand new school, and we both went to the same high school, so we and knows the teachers and stuff, but yeah, no, um, it would have been, would have been different. I don't know, like, I don't know if, uh, like maybe it's just like the Orson thing, but I don't know too many high school people that like stayed together. So right for the best, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't plus, know like, too many yeah. high school sweethearts. Yeah. It's, it's like a cool idea. I, I suppose I always think like, if you come from a small town, it makes a lot of sense. And I guess it probably would make sense. Your opinion probably could, but like, I don't know, it's a big world out there and it's nice to meet different people while you're in your sort of high university days and whatever, traveling around, like long distance relationships are tough, so. Yeah, for sure. Like I lived in Ontario for four years. Yeah, Yeah. so do we want to get into the how we met? Okay, so basically, we were set up by our uncles because they thought we would be a really great match. And my uncle passed my cell phone number on to Scott. And then, pardon? And so did my uncle. Yes. They both sent me the message sort of at the same time. And then, and then I was asked, permission to give my number to you (laughs) that was their little trick I guess and um so I knew that Scott had my number for an entire month before he texts me so that was like a super long month for me (laughs) waiting for this guy to text me um but once you finally did text me I was actually in Omaha Nebraska and I wasn't coming home for another month. So I had no faith that you would text me every single day while I was traveling because you said you did, would. You told me that you would text me every single day and send me songs every single day while I was traveling because when I got back, it would have been my birthday 
and you wanted to make me a playlist for when I got back on my birthday. And I just had, I definitely thought there's no way this guy is going to text me every single day for the next 30 days. But you did. And then we I met. I was thinking it'd be funny. It'd have been funny if I sent you like really bad songs. And you're like, oh my God, it's like the worst tasty music. And then just like out. Well, you know. definitely didn't send me any Ed Sheeran. Wow. <laughs> Good points. Uh, no, really. It's funny. But yeah, so that's um, kind of like sums up how we met. I got home from my travels. We met out at the lake where we both have cabins. Yeah. And a, a big, uh, like a memorable day for me. I, my cat was really sick, so I put my cat down and I literally like took him to the vet, hopped in the car, drove three hours to Good Spirit. So it was like pretty nerve wracking drive knowing I was driving like straight to meet Meg and I was texting her and stuff. And then I bought her some, like some birthday presents and went to her cabin, um, stepped on her foot the first time I went to give her a hug. And then I went back to my cabin my parents, I can't remember, it was like someone's birthday or something. But I went back there for a little bit and then biked down the little beach path over to your cabin. And we hung out by the campfire all night. And then... And I think everyone like kind of went to bed early too, so we can just sit up. But yeah, can't believe how late you stayed up back then. I know, I was doing it for you, and now I go yeah. to bed at like 10. <laughs> I realized like, that was like five hours past your bedtime you were staying up. The honeymoon phase is real, guys. Yeah. It's real. And we, so we hung out for like two weeks. I took two weeks off my job and came out there and we spent, I think we like maybe spent one week there and then came back to Saskatoon for another week, something like that. Yeah. So then, yeah, so you, you moved in with me right after, um, pretty much after the first week we met. Yeah. The heart knows when big, it knows. Big jump. <laughs> big but jump. pretty open-ended. I said, you can come for a week, I'll be coming back and then you can either you know, stay and think about it or grab your, grab your shit and move on in. And then I made you chicken parm and yeah. we sealed the deal right there. Yeah, we, I feel like we <laughs> ate really good that first week. We did. Um, you went like, 30 days with the seafood market. Yeah, you went 30 days without eating gluten. Right. I thought that was the end of gluten for me. So did I, I Scott. No. It's in everything. <laughs> Okay, so me, people were wondering what you do, but we should clarify that you also work from home and own your own business. So we both have the ability to create our own schedules, but I definitely do far more traveling because of my job, just because I'm like going to conferences, teaching classes, that sort of thing. And I like traveling, so I make it a priority. Um, but with me traveling so much, does that like interfere with our relationship whatsoever? Do you think? No, I I think it's probably a good thing. Like it's like um, you know, like when you come home, like when you travel, I miss you more. And then when you come home, then you know, I'm like super excited to have you back. Yeah. So I don't th- I don't see it as a bad thing. It's not like I'm really like, you know, going to the club or anything. (laughs) Just like sitting at home on the computer. So yeah, I really feel like it doesn't affect us much at all with me traveling, really whatsoever. I know there's some people that have told me in the past that they could never travel as much as I do because they have like their boyfriend or their husband at home and they would miss them so much and something that I've recently learned that I found really interesting and it resonated with me so much is my human design and I know Scott we figured out your human design and you are a generator and I'm a manifester and apparently manifestors have a really easy time just like doing things like by themselves and we don't really need to have people with us all the time and I feel like that really plays into 
why I have such an easy time just kind of getting up and leaving and then coming back home and everything being great again. Do you know what I mean? Um, And also us being the two withdrawing types with the Enneagram, we both thrive off of just like doing our own thing too. Yeah. It's kind of how I I like, I like more of the, uh, the way you explained it to me the other time about how you don't like to deal with menial tasks. (laughs) And then that's why I'm here to like generate the clean clothes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So he's talking about human design now and we will talk more about human design next week. But yeah. Make sure you guys, make sure you guys bring that up. Okay, for sure. I'll talk about that more. Oh man. So that's funny. Okay. (laughs) Now this, this can um, switch gears a little bit. What is your biggest pet peeve? about me and then I have to share mine about you <laughs> I don't really have any like I don't know I, f- I still feel like we should be using the dishwasher but I guess like sometimes I'll be wanting to like make something and then like the dishes will be full and I'm, I don't like I like clean things so okay that, like you're not super messy so I'm not gonna say like you're just slobbing it up around here but um I don't really have like a pet peeve because if I did, I would bring it up to you. <laughs> okay. How I feel. That's it. really funny. Um, so to clarify, we have a dishwasher, but I like hand washing the dishes. And so he's annoyed that I don't use the dishwasher. <laughs> okay. Um, that's fair. I understand. But the reason why I don't use the dishwasher is because I feel like... I hate unloading it and the dishes still having gunk on them. That That is my biggest pet peeve, but, but that has nothing to do with you. That's like some serious like adult problems, you know, unloading the dishwasher and things still being freaking dirty. It's the most annoying thing. Um, but my biggest pet peeve about you, my gosh, I honestly can't even think of anything. come up with one one, like right now this is your moment okay hold me um i got one and it is good and it is yeah it's not even like it's it's way better than yours too it actually makes sense Okay. okay biggest pet peeve about you is when i am in bed about to go to sleep all the lights are off and then you walk into the washroom and flip the light on before uh, closing the door. See, like, and that's that's very debatable because, like, I make an extremely conscious effort to go around. <laughs> but I, like, I'm pretty sure I closed your door, though. So. No, but, like, like when you... Light. Here's oh, the thing. Like Do you, you should hear the fan? Is that the issue? But my thing is, why don't you walk into oh, the I washroom do. and close the door and then turn the light on? It's oh, a game that. changer. I swear I, I swear <laughs> I do it. Well, you don't, so <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll move on. Um, uh, agree to disagree. Yeah. So the n- other question that I had written down was, what has been the biggest challenge living together? But honestly, like, I feel like talking about our pet peeves and hardly having, like, a pet peeve about each other. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a challenge. I think things are easier because there's, like, two people to do things. But, yeah. You know, you're not... Like, I don't know. I yeah, think, my opinion like, here is like what the things that I don't really enjoy doing or would prefer not to do. That's kind of like where you pick up the things and do yeah. them and vice versa. That's ha- right. kind of how I feel. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay. And then what do we love about living with each other kind of goes off of that. I love the fact that what 
chores I really enjoyed doing. And you're probably thinking like, what chores? What do you even do around here? No, um, Scott definitely does pro- most of the chores. Like he's he's a very, and again, I'm not a messy person, but Scott's just like really, really clean, which I'm so grateful for because I can't be around messy people. So, you know. Chores are great, great to do when you're looking to procrastinate. Just easier to live in a clean house, I find. Yeah, well, it feels I mean, better. I, I fully believe it's like ingrained in you, dependent on the house you grow up in. Totally. I think, I, like from what I've seen around other people, like in a messy house when they were kids, they kind of don't really like put value on it. But yeah, except you're an only child, so you're probably just like, oh, I don't want to clean. You're making it sound like I'm a really messy person right now. <laughs> no, are you not? Okay. People, people have seen your office and whatnot, I'm sure. I know. I, I get great satisfaction from cleaning my office and organizing my closet. Give me a break. Okay. So let's move on to some other topics. We're going to wrap up the show here soon. I've loved having you on. But um, I do have some other questions about like when I was gaining weight to get my period back and that sort of thing so um we have some questions related to that Mm -hmm. um first up I do want to make sure that I ask this one question that we just got on Instagram from a girl she's holding on to a belief that her boyfriend will leave her if she gains weight now I thought it would be beneficial if Maybe you chimed in yeah, on that belief. I feel like that's like a kind of an obvious one. Like if somebody's like with you because of like the amount of pounds you weigh, then it's like seems like if that fluctuates, maybe they're not the right one. But like that's just kind of like the way I the way I see it. I don't know if the other people would agree, but um, like I I didn't like. To decide to start dating you just 100% solely based on how you look right right like there's there's more there's more to it and and then like if you really love somebody's personality like how they look really shouldn't change you know the way and I understand like what you know, value of attraction and you know like being being attracted to somebody whatever and like if you're not attracted to them then, then that's just it is what it is but um but I think, like, for me, one thing that I, that, like, when you were gaining weight, like, I didn't really notice it. And I, like, I still don't notice it. Like, in my eyes, you're, you've you always looked the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's, and that's, like, it's not like you were just, like, you gained, like, 30 pounds in one day. Like, right. I would have noticed that. It's all, like, a gradual thing anyway. So, right. I mean, like, throughout the process, like, I guess you can feel it out and see, like, how he feels about stuff. But... That's like, I just think the bigger picture there is like, maybe there's somebody out there who just kind of loves you for you and not so much, you know, which, um, how much weight, actually how much you weigh. Yeah. I think there's certainly more important things than how many, how many pounds of fat are inside of you. Aww. (laughs) I'm tearing up. But honestly, I did gain like over 30 pounds since last summer so summer of 2018 I was more than 30 pounds lighter than what I am right now and I remember you constantly telling me that you didn't even notice so I just want to like highlight that for everyone because I feel like anyone who's going through a weight gain journey right now because of their health or whatever you're going through like there's a guy on our show right now that just said he didn't even notice me like his girlfriend that he sees literally every single day you still to this day you're just like you you look the same as you always did and I just went through my entire closet and had to get rid of like all my clothes because I outgrew all of them basically one other thing I was just thinking of, like the 
one thing I noticed just in like this kind of societal shift about like when say like in the 2000s like if you just look at like movies and singers and kind of like in the Britney era and Christina and all this stuff right like everybody was super skinny like all the time like every actor male actor female actor and now like people don't really like require that you know what I mean like there's just normal looking people now as opposed to you know like back in the day it was everyone so like hell-bent on being extremely skinny or whatever extremely muscular and stuff like i just think people these days like i guess it's probably you know like our generation and younger just more concerned about other things than physical appearance mm-hmm. you know what I mean? like, oh for like sure having a good, like having a good time because things are things are just different now you know what i mean yeah definitely more 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 concerns like eating all the good food that's out there you know what i mean like instead of just not eating things right but that's just kind of my opinion on things people people just want you to be happy and who cares what you look like yeah it's going mostly right so last question hun is if one of our ladies listening today can share these last few minutes with her boyfriend or her husband or her partner if she is going through a health journey similar to the one that I did over the past like year let's say um, when I started recovering my period back and things like that gaining the weight eating more food sitting a lot more exercising a lot less all those things, um, how could a partner support his girlfriend or significant other throughout that journey? What are kind of like your experiences with that? I would just say like, I'd say that the biggest thing is, is to just like be conscious of what you say, you know, like just to think like, you know, like if just, just to like take a second in the moment and say, like, if, if that's what I say, will there be repercussions? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, that's kind of the approach I took. Like, instead of like, I don't know, everyone knows like I talk lots and, and I just sort of like ramble on or whatever. But if, um, like if we're talking about something seriously, like I won't say, you know, I, I'm not going to say things like, well, you should, you know, are you sure you don't want more or you should eat the rest of that? Or, you know, like it's not my place to comment on things that you eat and how much of them you eat and nor, nor is it ever, but especially not like when someone's going through a, a change in their health or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. you just like kind of keep, keep your comments to yourself, be, be supportive and be positive, but um, just like kind of stay away from some of those topics, I guess. Mm-hmm. And one thing like, that yeah. I've really appreciated about you, even like not just, throughout like the past year when I was gaining weight, but just ever since we've known each other, you just have never commented on whether I'm too small or I'm this or that or whatever, right? Like you have never ever commented on like body changes. And I would say that's like one of the best gifts you could have ever given me because I feel like, all of my relationships in the past and whether that was like, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend relationships or just even friends, I was always getting like comments about the food I was eating or the body I was in. And then once I started being in a relationship with you and living with you and things like that, you never, ever commented on my body. And it was amazing. Yeah, I think it's like it's a pretty obvious thing. Like, like that no man really has a place in the world to tell a woman what she can do with her body, and I guess vice versa. I think that's like extremely obvious, and I don't know how it's still like a debated thing. Uh-huh. But um, I think like the it, the way that I look at it is kind of like I'm more proud to say like that somebody is like say someone's like you know, purposefully eating to get their period back or whatever. I'd be more proud to be like, yeah, she's like trying really hard and she's doing this. And instead of being like, oh, she's just eating so much and changing how she looks, 
because right. it's, it's your, it's your body look however you want. Right. You can either focus on like the changes that are happening with the body or actually like yeah. what they're doing for their health. So yeah. true. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your input with us. <laughs> Thank you for not, um, you know, opting out on me this time, Scotty. No, no this was a bit. This was a better setup. I didn't like the uh, shared microphone. It felt very approached, but that's no, your five coming out. So. I was listening to a podcast one time about a four or five couple and apparently the four or five couple is like the quirky couple. We can be quirky and kind of very interesting. (laughs) So I'm in my office right now and Scott is in his office right now. As we're recording this (laughs) podcast, We're, we're in the same house. We're not in the same room right now though um but hey whatever works right yeah i'm pretty embarrassed with my audio quality (laughs) i I feel like i need my own podcast rig on this end yeah you definitely do so if we do another one of these if the people want another scott and meg q a then we'll get you set up with a better system (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I would do I would do another one. Okay. If people have if you can get some questions from, from for sure. Crew, then I'll uh, I would do another one at some point. Okay, awesome. Thanks for coming on, babe. Thanks for having me. Love you. Love you.